Section 16 on anything. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. On Anything by Hilaire Belloc. Section 16 On the Canvasser. In that part of the Garden of Eden, which lies somewhat to the southwest of the centre thereof, the weather during the recent election which was held there was bad. It blew, it rained, it hailed, it snowed, and all this was on account of the great comet of which the people of that region said proudly to strangers, Have you seen our comet? Imagining with I know not how much justice that this celestial phenomena was local rather than national or imperial. The Garden of Eden, being mainly of clay soil, large parts of it were flooded, and a canvasser, a draper by profession, and a gentleman from London by birth, unacquainted as he was with the Garden of Eden, thought it a foul place, and picked his way without pleasure. He went down a lane, the like of which he did not even know to exist in England, for it was what we call in the Garden of Eden a green lane, and only those learned in the place could get along it at all during the floods. I say he went down this lane, turned back, took a circumbendibus over some high but abominably sticky ploughed fields, and turned up with more of the English earth than most citizens can boast at the door of the important cottage. He had been given his instructions carefully, and he was sure of the place. He swung off several pounds of clay from his boots to the right and to the left, and then it struck him that he did not know how to accost a cottage door. There was no knocker, and there was no bell. But he had plenty of proof and instructions dimmed into him as to the importance of that cottage. So at last he made up his mind to do something bold and unconventional, and he knocked at it with his knuckles. Hardly had he done so when he heard within a loud series of syllables proceeding from two human mouths, and consisting mainly of the broad A in the vowels, and of the Z by way of consonants. At last the door was opened a little way, and a rather formidable-looking old woman, short, fat, but energetic, looked out at him through the crack. She continued to look at him curiously, for it is good manners in the Garden of Eden to allow the guests to speak first. When the canvasser grasped this from the great length of the silence which he had to endure, he said with the utmost politeness, taking off his hat in a graceful manner, and speaking with the light accent of the cultured, Is your husband in, madam? By way of answer, she shut the open door upon him, and disappeared. And the canvasser, not yet angry, marveled at the ways of the Garden of Eden. In a few moments she was back again. She opened the door a little wider, just wide enough to let him come in, and said, "'He can see him, but he ain't my husband. He wore my sister's husband-like. As she said this, she kept her eyes fixed upon the stranger, noting every movement of his face and of his body, until she got him into the large old kitchen. There she put a chair for him, and he sat down. He found himself opposite a very, very old man, much older than the old woman, sitting in a patched easy chair and staring merrily but fixedly at the fire. The very, very old man said, Marnin. There was a pause, 
the canvasser felt nervous the old fat but energetic woman still scowling somewhat and still fixedly regarding the stranger said i do be tellin woman you bain't my husband you be poor martha's husband that was ar ar said the old man by way of corroboration and the smile if it were a smile upon his drawn and wrinkled face became more mysterious than ever the canvasser coughed a little i brought bad weather with me he said by way of opening the delicate conversation ar said the old man you ain't bought a nether no been ere a senai come friday and then he added more reflectively and as though he were already passing into another world while he stared at the fire you ain't bought a nether no well said the stranger gallantly though a little put out i'm sure i should have been sorry to have brought it ah so you may say i am ain't sorry i lay the old man and went off into a rattle of laughter which ended in a violent fit of coughing but even as he coughed he wagged his head from side to side relishing the joke immensely and repeating it several times to himself in the intervals of his spasms a lot of water lying about said the canvasser hoping to start some vein at least which would lead somewhere maybe so maybe so said the ancient like a true peasant glancing sideways for the first time at his visitor and quickly withdrawing his eyes again there be water some places or others so they tell he concluded for fear of committing himself then he added i ain't been out myself he's got rheumatics chronic said the sister-in-law standing by and watching them both with equal disapproval ar said the ancient ar all over me the canvasser despaired he took the plunge he said as pleasantly as he could i come to ask you how you're going to vote mr layton how i be what answered his host with a look of extreme cunning and affecting a sudden deafness as he put his left hand into his shrivelled ear and leaned towards the londoner how you were going to vote mr layton said the canvasser still good-humoured but a little more rosy than before and leaning forward and speaking in a louder tone how i were votin answered the aged layton with a touch of indignation in his cracked tones i ain't voted till yet uh, no no mr layton said the canvasser relieved at any rate to have got to the subject what i meant was how are you going to vote oh ar quickly caught up the peasant if he said that first off maybe i'd told ye he gave another little cackle of laughter and looked into the fire it is a very important election mr layton said the canvasser solemnly a great deal hangs on it don't you be worrying young man said the sister-in-law with a touch of menace in her tone her arms akimbo and her attitude sturdy there do be some began the ancient absolutely off his own and so far as the bewildered londoner could understand entirely irrelevant there do be some as have a bit of money lay by and there do be some as none are them as has none do without us he laughed again this time rather unpleasantly and more shortly than before there was an awkward silence then in a louder voice and at a higher pitch he took up his tale again mind my further saying when i were first reminded uh, further says to me are you my drooks and you get your fair piece when farmer mound give it to ye and ye bring it straight home to me same as i tell ye 
this reminiscence concluded the old man repeated his formula to the effect that there were some who had money laid by others who had none and that those who had none would have to do without that commodity of this sentiment his sister-in-law by a slight nod expressed her full approval her lips were firmer set than ever and she was positively glaring at her guest the canvasser began to shift uneasily well i put it straight mr leighton he said will you vote for mr richards ay ye can put it straight answered the ancient with a look of preternatural cunning and ay ye can answer unstraight and wow ye'd be none wiser ay i reckon to answer any man straights a man be erebouts neighbour no neighbour and so i tell him that's right said his sister-in-law approvingly and so he tell he she was beginning to look actually threatening but the canvasser had not yet got his answer we do really hope that we can hear you are going to vote for mr richards he said pleadingly the action of the government ours oh i do hear said the old man chuckling over some profound thought and master william is who say that too though he be t'other side he wagged his head twice with the wise subtlety of age are now which way i be going to vote ah that's what many on us like to know the canvasser began to despair he kept his weary smile upon his face rose from his chair and said well i must be going now madam that you must said the old lady cheerfully don't you let go without un getting some of that wane said the host as he leaned forward in his chair and stirred down the fire with an old charred stick the woman looked at the canvasser suspiciously and poured him out some parsnip wine which he drank with the best of grace in the world as he lifted the glass he said with an assumed cheerfulness well here's to mr richards ar said the old man the old woman took the glass wiped it carefully without washing it put it back into the cupboard with the bottle and turned round to continue her occupation of fixing the stranger with her eye well i must be gone he said for the second time and in as breezy a tone as he could command as though you say was all the reply he obtained and he left that citizen of many years still smiling with his bony aged jaws at the down fire and muttering again to himself that great truth about material wealth which had haunted him throughout the brief conversation the woman shut the door behind the canvasser and he was off across the fields in the next cottage he came to he asked them which way old Leighton would vote the woman at the place answered nothing but her son a very tall and silent young man with a soft nascent beard who was stacking wood to the leeward of the house smiled secretly and said Are the end of section sixteen